y'all and welcome to another episode of Broadcast His Love. I hope your homes are filled with joy and peace and kindness and gentleness and that you're not anxious. Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. If you would have told me that message that I just gave you when I first woke up this morning, I would have been very frustrated with you. Um, this has just been a really toiling time. Uh, being pregnant right now in this time in the midst of the coronavirus is not fun, um, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm so thankful to our doctors who are stepping up big time. My doctor has always stepped up big time. He's always been on his A-game, but um, yeah, we just love them. We appreciate our nurses. We appreciate our doctors. And we appreciate them informing us. I do want to put out there one thing that my doctor told me that I think would be helpful to share. I shouldn't keep it inside is that if you have any questions, you should just contact your doctor because that's really what I've been facing. I've had questions come up. Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I wear a mask? Should I not wear a mask? Should I wear gloves? Whatever the case may be, just call your doctor. Just ask them because they're going to tell you. Um, They've told me specific things that I need to do, you know, with my personal health. And I pray that you find peace in that today, that there are amazing physicians out there. There are amazing caretakers and thank God they're educated to help us get some clarity when it seems like there's no clarity on this virus. It's here, there, and the other. So I, I don't want to bring you any stress or anxiety. I just want to point you back to Christ and tell you about his word because this world is going to want to let you down. It's going to want to hurt you. Um, but God, God doesn't want to do that. And he's with us through it all. So it's easy to forget that, especially when we get frustrated in our homes. But, um, all that to say, goodness gracious, it's Holy week. You guys, (laughs) like, I feel like that has just been something I have to keep reminding myself of. Okay. So Easter is this weekend. Let's refocus. Let's focus. We got this, you guys. Easter is this weekend. Um, If you guys have a family, I hope that you guys are getting the Easter baskets out. I hope that maybe you're coloring some eggs, just having fun with the kids, doing some arts and crafts, Um, doing anything you can to just just find joy and peace and and show kindness in this season of life. So um, we have a great message for you today. Um, This is our Easter message. We're posting it on a Tuesday. This is normally when we would post. We've been doing a lot of bonus episodes. So I appreciate you guys for sticking through and sticking in and and listening to those podcasts. Our numbers have increased dramatically. We're almost up to 500 listeners. You guys, this is crazy. Um, I don't say that for personal gain or selfish ambition by any means. Um, But I know that you guys are tuning in because you want more Jesus. I don't want that to be construed to be anything else. God reigns, you guys. And um, Bob Goff has a quote that I hold dear to my heart. It says, you either get humbled or you're humble. And I have definitely gotten humbled in my life. So throughout this podcast, just remember, this isn't pointing back to me. This isn't pointing back to my friends for anything that we've done, but what God has done through us. And we just pray that we decrease and that, that God's name increases in this podcast and in the messages that you hear and also how you receive it. Because, you know, some people, when they give a message, they can be misunderstood. And I think that's really important to um, just have grace um, in the situation with 
either a podcast or maybe even a spouse, we've really had to start praying about that in our home, about how we handle situations because uh, I'm such a reactor and this is a really hard time. We're in close quarters with our family all the time, which is a blessing um, and we want it to be a blessing. So I just pray that we just take grace and we just sprinkle it all through our rooms. <laughs> I guess that's the sweetest way to put it. But anyway, so today's message is with my sister in love. That's what we call each other. She's my sister-in-law. She's actually the woman who introduced my husband and I, Riley. So we love her so much. Um, she's a great person. She's super close to the Lord and she knows God's word. You guys, she doesn't have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Like there's no way to connect with her except for if you know her. <laughs> But um, I guess you could go to church. Her husband is Dustin Woods. He is the lead pastor at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. You can connect with them there um, on the Facebook and the website for Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. But anyway, here's Ansley's message. Let's dive in. It's awesome. It's an Easter message. This broke me, you guys. I was in tears. So get ready. You might not need tissues. I mean, I definitely did, but you definitely want to lean in and open up your Bible with this one. Let's go. Ricky reached out to me a couple weeks ago and she said, and me and Riley want you to talk about Easter. And I was so excited and so humbled. And then I thought, wow, that is a really big task. Um, so my prayer is that the Lord will speak through me today as we walk through his word and that we will just have a sweet time celebrating and being reminded about what is Easter, what is Holy Week, and why do we as Christ followers um, celebrate this time and take time to remember all that Holy Week was. So I don't know what your quiet time or your time in the Lord has looked like recently, um, but my time in God's word the last few weeks has been in the gospel. So the gospels being Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, I have been just dissecting the book of John and just really looking at Jesus's life and the timeline um, from when he came into this world, when, when Jesus took off his royal robe and put on skin because he knew that he was the only unblemished lamb that was going to be able to atone for all of our sins. He came into this world willingly because he loves us and he came as a baby. Um, and then if you just look at the gospels, it really just walks through his life and his ministry. Um, and, and just a little bit of the time and that you'll see as you walk through those gospels is his birth, um, his birth with Mary and Joseph and the shepherds coming to visit, and the wise men coming to visit. Um, and then if you continue reading on, you're going to see their flight to Egypt, and then their return from Egypt. You're going to see that um, Jesus is left in Jerusalem, and, and we see this small account of him at about age 12. Um, and then it fast forward to his baptism, and then it really starts to dig deep into Christ's ministry. And we get to hear and see and walk through and be a part of just some of the beautiful miracles that the Lord presented 
um, to these people and showed these people fulfilling prophecies as he went, as he um, was doing his ministry, but that the timeline of his ministry includes his baptism. Um, it includes the disciples coming and following Jesus. Uh, and it includes his 40 days in the wilderness where um, he was tempted by Satan um, and combated all that Satan threw at him with scripture and with the word of the Lord as just a beautiful reminder that that is how we fight our battles um, is with God's truth and God's love and God's word. Um, we see one of the first miracles of, of Jesus turning water into wine at the wedding. Um, we see Jesus getting upset and cleansing the temple and reminding all of the people around that this was a place of worship. We see the woman at the well and, and him explaining to her what true living water is. We see the leper being healed and the blind and the mute being healed. We see Jesus feeding the 5,000, um, taking a small packed lunch and feeding more than 5,000 people as he was ministering to them that day. We see Jesus calming the storm and walking on water. And, and we see Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. I mean, there's just, just this beautiful, beautiful picture of his ministry as he walked on this earth. And I, I would encourage you this week um, to, to dig in, to, to go to one of these gospels and to just read through the life of Jesus and be reminded who it is that you that you serve, who it is that we're talking about this week. What's really cool um, about the Old and the New Testament, you know, they say that the Old Testament is God's great mystery concealed, that Jesus was prophesied to come since the very beginning, and he is that great mystery that God revealed. Because then you flip to the New Testament, and the New Testament is God's great mystery revealed. Everything in the Old Testament points to Jesus because God planned that Jesus would receive glory because all things find their fulfillment in him. And so I would just encourage you this week as we do celebrate Holy Week, as we um, get ready to celebrate Easter, that you will spend some time just, just reading um, God's word and, and pouring your heart over these scriptures. Um, so then we get to Holy Week, which is what we are celebrating this week. And we see um, Christ's triumphal entry on Palm Sunday, where the people are screaming, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And we see the Passover Supper, where God has this beautiful, almost marriage proposal to his disciples in the room, where he extends the cup as a symbolism of his, his blood and he extends the bread to them as a symbolism of his body and he says, take and eat, take and drink. And may this be a reminder of Christ's body and Christ's blood, my blood and my body broken and shed for you. Because from the very beginning, we knew that there, the sin of the world 
was too much for any of you to atone for. That the, the slaughtering and the sacrifice of animals was not going to be enough. That we were never going to be able to work out on our own merit, forgiveness and reconciliation and atonement for our sins. But that Jesus, who lived a perfect life, was able to go before the Father and say, this is my body and this is my blood poured out for them, for all of their past and present and future sins. God, I want to stand in the way. I want to be the sacrificial lamb that cleanses their slate. That where a crimson stained body of believers stands, I'm going to stand in the gap and I'm going to stand in between so that when you look at them, they're going to be washed white as snow. And he was, Jesus was explaining all of this um, to his disciples, but them still not grasping the full understanding of what it is that he was, was telling them and showcasing to them. Um, and after the supper, we see them in the garden where, where Jesus and he goes and prays to the Father. And he time and time again reminds the disciples, don't sleep, pray, don't sleep, pray. And then we see um, them coming to the garden and the betrayal of Judas bringing the guards to Jesus and taking Jesus. And Jesus is then on trial. And then Pilate. Um, goes through the tri the trial and the judgment and, and the people are shouting, the same people who just days before were shouting, Hosanna, 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 were now shouting, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. Well, there's a, a Shane and Shane song. I don't know if you've ever listened to them, but they're pretty fabulous. Um, and there's a line that says, I sing Hosanna when I want it all. And then I crucify the Son of God because he isn't who I thought he was. Not what I want, but what I needed. And I think how fickle and how often do I in the same breath or in the same day do my actions or do my thoughts cry Hosanna out one side. And in the same day shout crucify him. And it's just this beautiful, beautiful picture. Um, but after Pilate and the judgment, we go to the crucifixion where we see this horrific display of Christ being mocked and beaten and bruised and ultimately dying on the cross, dying on Calvary for, for my sins and for your sins because he says, I love you and you're worth it. And then we have these kind of dark, sad days for a couple of days while Jesus is dead and in the tomb. But as Christ followers, we get to celebrate in the fact and find comfort in the fact that he doesn't stay in that tomb. That our God, the God of creation, he has risen for all eternity. And that kind of takes us to Luke 24. 
and it's the resurrection in Luke 24, 57 says, but on the first day of the week at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went and they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus, while they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he told you? While he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified on the third day and be crucified and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words and returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James and the other woman with them who told these things to the apostles. But the words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stopping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. My, oh my, he has risen, and he has risen indeed. I was reading... Um, a devotional by Paul David Tripp the other day. And he said this, he said, the cross is evidence that in the hands of the Redeemer, moments of apparent defeat become wonderful moments of grace and victory. And brothers and sisters, as believers and children of Christ, we get to celebrate in that victory. Because the Lord is good, we can set our hope fully on Christ. And Easter is such a beautiful reminder. A beautiful reminder that we serve the God of the universe. A God who would go to the depths of the earth, to the ends of the seas, would go to death, even death on a cross to atone for my sins and, and for your sins because he loves us. And he craves a relationship with us. And I'm so thankful that being a Christ follower and putting my hope and my trust in Jesus means that my relationship with Christ is far more than a death benefit. It's, it's far more than saying, I want to trust in Jesus so that I can spend eternity with him. But it is a personal, ongoing relationship with a living God whose love for me knows no limit. Who wants to continually mold and shape me into who he's calling me to be. Who wants to live in and through me. Who wants to love people really well through me. Who wants to use me as a tool to show the world just who Christ Jesus is. 
who wants us to to wave a banner of victory for Christ and and know and show people that the one that we follow has destroyed a foe far larger than anything that you could be experiencing in life, far larger than coronavirus, far larger than the hurt that you are experiencing through a relationship, far larger than the devastation of losing someone you love. Jesus has destroyed death and brought light to life. And so I think the beautiful picture of Easter as we celebrate is that we get to celebrate the risen Savior together. But it also reminds us that the Great Commission for us to go and make disciples, not a single one of us is called to be a teaching optional creature. We are all called to be disciples of Jesus and disciples make disciples. So may we celebrate in this Easter message that Christ has risen. And may that beautiful picture that Christ is risen and he is for us and he loves us be what pushes us forward to go and make disciples, to tell all who we know and those that we don't know that Christ is risen and he is risen indeed, that he loves you and he is for you. And he desperately wants a relationship with each and every single one of us. And that was a lot of words and a lot of things, but my hope and my prayer today is that through um, my jumbled words, you will be reminded of God's grace and his love for you. So happy Easter, friends. May you celebrate the risen Savior today and every day. Oh my goodness, I just love Ansley so much. I love her heart for the Lord and I love the stillness in her voice. It's almost like there's a piece about her voice that um, makes you, you got to listen in, you know, you got to listen in. Where is she going next with this and how is she going to draw us back to God's word and give us that hope and peace and encouragement that comes from scripture. So I love that she broke down the scriptures. I love that she broke down everything about Easter. I'm going to have to listen to this again on Sunday. I mean, I can't wait to play it for my son as well. It's always good to hear family's voice. We love you guys. And um, throughout this time, I just want to remind you to stay positive. Keep your head up. Um, reach out to your friends and family and just be an encouragement. And let's lift each other up. Let's speak life. Okay, so this is kind of funny. I heard a joke from a girlfriend that said her Easter dress this year was going to be a moo moo. <laughs> so whatever you rock for Easter, know that the Lord thinks you're beautiful. The Lord thinks you're handsome and you are his creation. You're awesome. You guys have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Within the next two weeks, um, we will talk to you. We try to post every other Tuesday, but we've been doing some bonus episodes. So Lord willing, we will talk to you all in the next two weeks. If not before, then y'all take care and be safe. I pray that we decrease and God increases in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Happy Easter.